Welcome, teacher friend. I'm Lori. And I'm Melissa. We are two literacy educators in Baltimore. We want the best for all kids, and we know you do too. Our district recently adopted a new literacy curriculum, which meant a lot of change for everyone. Lori and I can't wait to keep learning about literacy with you today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Melissa and Lori Love Literacy. Today, we are really pumped up to talk to you about building knowledge, um, continue our conversation on building knowledge, and we're going to do that through texts for summer reading and then make community connections to our texts that we'll be encountering throughout the modules this school year um, so that you can get a head start on getting those community connections set up for you and your kiddos this year. Yeah, and we're really excited to talk about, there's a ton of stuff here in Baltimore that really makes the learning real for all of these modules. So we're going to talk about that today, but knowing that, well, even though we're talking about things that are happening in Baltimore, if you're not in Baltimore, we sure, we're sure that there are things that are similar where you are. So we'll try and make those connections when we can too. Yeah, absolutely. We have some really cool ideas. Yeah, I'm excited to share. All right, so let's jump in. Um, so we just first want to acknowledge that in K through three, these reads are so much quicker. So we kind of lumped K to three together and acknowledging that they're quicker reads. And so we really focused on the community connection in this piece for each module. And then for four through eight, we tried to make specific connections, not only to the module, but to specific texts. So we thought we could go a little bit deeper in four through eight, just simply because of the length of the texts in those modules. Yeah. And Lori and I, we also picked things that are modules that might not be module one. We didn't necessarily think all of the module one text lended itself to needing to be read over the summer, or we just found some connections that you might want to start thinking about now or over the summer versus, so, so we'll, we'll talk about all the modules or different modules for different grade levels. That's a great point. Yep. All right. Kindergarten. Awesome. Yay for kindergarten babies. <laughs> They're some of my favorites. Um, so we're going to look at module two, Once Upon a Farm, and the informational text in the module. So we're checking out farm animals and then uh, literary text the year at Maple Hill Farm. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about this, you know, in module two, you're probably at least like, you know, October, November kind of time period. So tough to go to a truly working farm (laughs) at that time. But we also realized that, um, you know, in October, there's just usually that pumpkin patch or oftentimes that pumpkin patch visit. Um, So it'd be a really great time to make that connection, even if you haven't started module two yet, um, to just start kind of planting some seeds for module two for Once Upon a Farm. I like how you did that literally and figuratively. Planting seeds on the farm. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a great field trip to take uh, just to build that knowledge of a working farm and what it looks like so they can begin to build that conceptual knowledge and get set for module two. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, so for grade one, this is one of my favorites. Um, we are looking at module one, which is a world of books. Um, Lori's going to talk a little about Tomas and the Library Lady, yes. one of her favorites. That is one of my favorite books. Yeah, so we just, we thought that all the texts would connect here, but um, especially Tomas and the Library Lady, and we thought for our community connection, it would be awesome to have a trip to the library where students could get library cards and check out books and just build that first experience with the library card, right? That they could have it in their little hands and check out a book um, that then they could take home and read with their families. Yeah, and I can just tell you, I've worked a little bit with the Enoch Pratt librarians this year. That's our library here in Baltimore. 
and they are eager to work with our teachers and yes. set up things like this. So I would reach out to them as soon as you can to set something up for the beginning of the year. Yep. And just for, on a per personal note, my little one's school did this trip to the library where they got library cards um, in, not in Baltimore City, but in the, the county. And it was so amazing to have her come home and to be so pumped to show me her library card and what books she chose and couldn't wait to go back and telling me all about the summer reading program, even though we had done it before. <laughs> She's telling me as if I didn't know. But it was really, it's really great and it pumps them up for, you know, all kinds of um, additional opportunities. And the librarians just, they do. They just want yep. to help. Yep. <laughs> and there's even some, they, I know the library here has money for yeah. those kinds of trips. So if that's a concern at your school, you can reach out and ask them if they can actually help fund the transportation to get yep. there, which yeah. is even better. Her trip was a free trip. Perfect. So perfect, right? Come <laughs> home with a library card and a, a book. Absolutely. Excellent. Um, so for second grade, we wanted to make a connection to module four, good eating, because we thought that those texts might be good to brush up on during the summer. Um, and then we found some really cool community connections. Um, the first just that we brainstormed was just to have a local restaurant chef come in or a parent who um, might make really great healthy snacks for their kids. Um, anyone who might be willing to just be someone other than a teacher and share um, local, like healthy snacks or even like local snacks, right? Like I know we always have, remind me what the name of it, the lemon with a peppermint stick um. and Lemon stick. Right? Is it called it's a lemon, lemon stick? stick? Yeah, so. that's not a great. That's, I guess that's not the best example because it's not really a snack snack. But it would be a good example of a healthier treat snack that is um, local to Baltimore and something that the kids might not experience otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I I was gonna say too the books for that module they can get a little tough because it's very, um, you know, it's all about the biology. So they have all mm. the terms the, about the digestive system in it. So good for teachers to brush up on That's their background knowledge about. <laughs> but also when you said that, I was thinking about, you know, like the, the taste buds and the taste of the lemon yeah. versus the peppermint. And yeah. that would be a really cool, like experience of yes. eating. Um, so yeah, even beyond just the it's cool because it's a Baltimore thing. Absolutely. absolutely. Yep. That's a good point. Yeah. And then we had one other um, community connection, which was with here in Baltimore, we have something called the Carrie Murray Nature Center. And they do a bunch of different um, tours for students, student groups. And one is called Edible Landscapes. And it's really cool because they actually take students around and show them what in nature is edible and what they can eat. And I think they actually eat some of the like herbs that are out there that we saw like are mustard edible. seeds. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, that's a really cool experience too. Absolutely. So a good one too to make a connection back to their first module, which is about a season of change and all about you know how nature changes. So they can make that connection both with the good eating and the seasons. We thought it'd be a cool culminating field trip. Absolutely. For the year. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So for third grade, that's just a mecca of fun. Is oh, how yes. We thought of third grade. You, third grade teachers, have a ball. Go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, so we made tons of connections. Module one is the sea. Naturally, head out to the aquarium. Um, module two, outer space. We thought the Science Center, and then Melissa is going to share about some family opportunities at our yeah, local so, Science Center. Um, you know, sometimes field trips might be hard to do, but even the Science Center has every Friday night at our Science Center, there's a family stargazing night, which is super cool, um, and it's free. So, you know, a school could set up just a night, like an event, where they try and get as many families as they can out to the Science Center together to do that, um, so then it wouldn't 
be a, a burden on taking away days of instruction or yep. anything like that, but another event to make a connection and with families, which is yeah really great. I know that when um, My Little One School does really um, cool community opportunities such as this, they give each kid a little slip and then you write your child's name and their, their teacher's name and their grade level and you hand it in when you go and then they give the class that had the most students attend oh, cool. a little prize. So it's yeah, a really yeah, nice yeah. incentive and I think a little healthy competition is great to get families out <laughs> to a free event. Absolutely. You know, yep. you don't even spend well any money. take advantage of it and yeah. it connects so well to that module. For sure. Module three is a new home, so it's all about immigration. And here in Baltimore, we have something called the actual the Baltimore Immigration Museum is the name of it. So right. perfect. Knew? We just looked yeah. for it and yeah. found it. <laughs> and that's something I think when we're talking about you know the history of immigration, not necessarily immigration as it is today, but here in Baltimore, that is something that we obviously have a long history yes. of immigration here yes. to the city. So definitely something to take advantage of. Yeah. I wonder too if there, that could be some sort of a virtual field trip. I'm thinking if you're, yeah, you know. Or maybe someone from the museum could bring some things to the school. For sure. I'm you not sure, know. but definitely something to look into. Yep. Lots of options. Module four, artists make art. We wanted to highlight all of our local art museums, um, the Baltimore Museum of Art and the uh, Walters Art Museum are both free. Yep. And then I also just wanted to give a shout out to the Visionary Art Museum. Although it's not free, I think it's so engaging for kids because there's so many really cool art, like artwork things that are not made of typical art materials. Yeah. And, and it's so, specifically like, it's not amateur. I forget the word for it, but yes. people who aren't like formally trained in art. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's a little more so like... beautiful too. Yeah. There's just different things. Like, it's just really cool to see. Like, kids are always in awe when they see it. Yeah. So it's just a different way to experience art. Yep. Which is cool. And we also have, too, the Baltimore Museum of Art, similar to the Science Center, has every, every single Sunday, they have a free workshop for families to come and actually make their own art so so cool yeah another thing that you could set up as a as a school for families to come out and do yeah fabulous all right so now we're heading into grade four which as we noted earlier these are our longer texts so not only are we going to highlight a module we're going to highlight a text and then have our community connection be really explicit and in, involved in that specific text Yep, so the text for fourth grade that we recommended reading was Hatchet, which is just a classic. Yes. <laughs> and then that's in Module 2 in Extreme Settings. And, oh, Gary Paulson is just yeah. the best. Such so. a good book. <laughs> um, and we recommended here, we have here in Baltimore, near Baltimore, um, a team building um, what do you call it? A location? Location. Ex experience? <laughs> like um, an adventure course? Yes, yeah. right. So it's called North Bay here, and we have other similar ones too, but, yeah. you know, they get to do the zip lining and the ropes courses and other kinds of, maybe not super, super extreme, but definitely <laughs> more extreme than they're used to yes. um, in their classroom every day. Yeah, um, and it just gets them out and, and doing good teamwork together, and they can really understand the themes of Hatchet better, right? Yeah. More deeply through that experience. Yeah. And, and something that also helps build the culture um, within your, your school and in your classroom for as sure. well as makes that connection. I love that. So for fifth grade, we want to highlight We Are the Ship and this is in module four, Breaking Barriers. Yeah, so we talked about We Are the Ship in our last episode where Sarah Woodard talked about you know, it, it's not necessarily a super dense text, but it is a beautiful text and the illustrations really are worth looking at. So we talked about, you know, 
this might be a different kind of summer read for you where you might spend some time just kind of um, look, looking at and admiring, but also like thinking a little more deeply about those actual illustrations that are in there. Yeah, for sure. So I think we had, when we were talking about this earlier, we were like, this would be a, I'm sitting at the kitchen table with my cup of coffee, flipping through this beautiful book type of text. Yeah, absolutely. It's just um, a little bit more admiring than the other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and since this is a book about baseball, um, and in this module is sports related in mm -hmm. different ways, we talked about actually getting out to a baseball game. And here in Baltimore, we have a field trip day, which we believe is May 23rd this year, but it happens every year around Absolutely. this time, which is perfect timing for this module. Um, yep. So looking into that field trip day for us to go to the Orioles game. Yep, absolutely. And then for grade six, we wanna highlight module two in the hero's journey. We would like to have you read the Odyssey and Ramayana Divine Loophole on the beach this summer. We thought they were really <laughs> great <beach> reads. reads. <laughs> <laughs> so we did talk about this for a couple of reasons. What the, the versions of the text that they read. I know when Gloria said that, maybe you weren't super excited to read those two, but they are really good at kind of simplifying those stories so yeah. they're not too heavy, mm -hmm. um, but really good for you as teachers to kind of get that background information about those books and know them really well because they're very different than what star students might be used to. Yes. And also, similar to We Are the Ship, beautiful, beautiful illustrations in them. And yes. taking the time to really look at those and analyze those is, would be worth it over the summer. Absolutely. We thought summer would be the time where you might have a couple extra moments to do that. So we wanted to specifically call out in that module, in module two, there's a hero's journey outline and it's handout 8A. And we thought that it might be an amazing opportunity to make connections to local heroes because what you could do is have students be looking at that hero's journey outline and then call on your local heroes to come in. So instead of you going out to a field trip, have your community connection come into your classroom and highlight local heroes and have students identify how their journey mimics the journey of the hero's journey outline. So that would be a really cool um you know, just comparison for students to acknowledge and to discuss um, and identify as they uh, work through this module. Yeah, we talked about those heroes too. You know, they could be kind of the more obvious people that you think of as heroes, firefighters, doctors, those kinds of professions. But, yes. you know, also thinking about too, just, you know, how you as a teacher, how your journey is similar to the hero's mm -hmm. journey or someone else in your school or one of the parents of one of your students and how how they could you know see different versions of that hero's journey not just yeah. what we think of or you know what I think we talked about this too um that idea of the exploded moment which they'll need to to write for seventh grade yeah that you know even though the person may not have a hero occupation or hero type occupation right mm -hmm. um that they might have experienced a moment in life where they got to be a hero. Yeah. And so they could come in and explode that moment for the kids and really start the wheels turning around what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. All right, so for seventh grade, oh, we just want to call out the Module 1 texts, all of them, <laughs> especially the Midwife's Apprentice, and Melissa's going to tell us why. Yeah, well, we talked a lot about this module because when <laughs> this whole curriculum, Wit and Wisdom, was introduced to us, I will tell you personally, my first instinct, especially as a an 
middle school teacher in my <laughs> in my life, it um, I looked at that middle ages unit and I was like, oh no, like our students are not going to love that. But once I started talking to some schools that were implementing it, it actually was one of their favorites. Guys, the kids love <laughs> the kids it. When I do stop kids it. in the hallway. <laughs> They always say a text from Module 1 as one of their most favorite books that they've read so far this year. And I stand by that statement. I was talking to a kid in the hallway last week. He called out The Midwife's Apprentice as his favorite book. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. He re- yeah. And he remembered it. <laughs> yeah. And it's May. It's May right now. Yeah. So he remembered it. And he could tell me why it was his favorite. And then, of course, like, you know, some of his other favorites. But I was so impressed. Yeah. So first, don't count this one out because it actually is pretty successful with students. Um, But then you'll also want to be, you know, I know that, well, I shouldn't make assumptions, but I'm assuming that the Middle Ages is not what most of you read about on your free time. (laughs) So this might be one where you need to kind of, you know, get that background knowledge and be very familiar with those texts. This might be a good one to sit. We've talked about the beach. We've talked about coffee. This might be a good one to sit down with a glass of red wine. Absolutely. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Just chill and read this book. Yeah. Um, And then we talked about some connections. Um, Here in Baltimore, again, we have the Walters Art Museum, which is, um, they have a whole medieval art exhibit, which would be great. They have really good tours for both, um, you know, for adults and for school groups, which is great. And and then they just have that, like, you know, I would think there's mostly always a museum somewhere in a city where they have the, the armor yeah. um, from the, from that age, that time period. Yeah. And it's just so cool for people, to, for students to see that. So for sure. Yeah. That would be one. And then as a really fun option, <laughs> I mean, the very obvious medieval times would yes. be another option. <laughs> um, we, we would recommend doing both, not just one or the other. <laughs> yeah. If possible. Yeah. Um, medieval times is a little pricey though, but they, I'm sure they have student pricing um, and group pricing, yeah. but um, not just doing medieval times, also pairing that with uh, an art museum so they're getting an experience other than the really fun experience. They're getting both. Right. Yeah. Right. And thinking about a maybe balance. the medieval times one or whichever one um, could be something you set up as like a family event yes. outside of the school day. Of I love kind. that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Eighth grade, bringing in home stretch. Yeah. So we wanted to highlight the crossover from module one. Um, just because we saw so many connections with that uh, to com- the community. Um, one of the teachers that I supported, uh, she actually took her students to a coffee shop and had them perform at the coffee shop. And she had them record uh, on their cell phones so that they could go back and listen to themselves doing their poetry slam um, with the poems that they wrote as the culminating EOM task for this module. And so that was really powerful for them to have those experiences, not only just to listen to themselves, which built that fluency emphasis and um, really brought it back to fluency being important in poetry, but also that they got to get out in the community and experience, you know, the literally the experience of standing at a microphone and having people watch you. And I, I don't know what culminates the speaking and listening standards more than that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I know that Melissa, there's a a group in Baltimore that we wanted to share some information on. Yeah. So Do More Baltimore is a a group that um, I think they they kind of run our our city's Poetry Slam team and things like that. But they also do work with schools. So they'll come in and actually work with your students on how to perform your poetry, which is exactly what this module is all about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would also want to just come back to the actual text itself, the crossover, because it technically is a really easy read. You could probably read it in an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Like it really, it 
reads very quickly yeah. if you're reading it like a novel. But I highly suggest as a teacher reading it with that lens of the poetry, um, maybe a couple times even. Yeah. Of like, well, how are the poems written? How do, How is that going to translate into your students writing their own poetry? So really analyzing the actual writing of the poems after you read it once just for fun and <laughs> know the story. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. Yeah, so this this brings up um, our, our list. It's all, we got K through eight. So we would love to hear from you and what you're doing to support community connections and building knowledge for your students. So reach out to us. We can't wait to hear from you. Yeah, thank you everybody. Thanks Enjoy. for listening. <laughs>